Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. This podcast is here to shake up the way you think about basically everything from health, beauty, entrepreneurship, and whether you're loving the newest trends. These ladies are here to prove that it's always better when salt and pepper come together. So here are your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. I can look back and see that I lost all three of those friendships due to my success. Due to starting a podcast that's been very successful and my Instagram taking off and financial success. And the crazy thing is the reason I wrote a chapter about it in my book is the first time I ever mentioned that online, my DMs blew up and people were like, I thought I was the only one that had ever experienced this. And I'm like, we aren't the first ones. This isn't a new concept, but nobody talks about it because we don't want to feel like we're bragging. Like, look how successful I am. Nobody wants to be friends with me. Hi, Shakers. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper podcast. I'm Olivia with a little dog on my lap. (laughs) (laughs) You took my part. Um, and I'm Lisa. You really just ruined the intro. I know. It was I'm actually going to probably be a really good one. But it's not just me. There is a little L in my lap. Okay. Do you think people... I'm the big L. Okay. Get it? Okay. Oh, um, I actually literally didn't. Oh. I get it now, though. You, okay. I tracked on there. Oh, I turned into you for a second. I know, really. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> wow, that's so sweet. Um, And I'm Lisa. And on today... Uh, on today oh. on today's episode I don't know how every guest we have is like my new favorite guest uh we have on Blake from the crappy Christian podcast mm-hmm. and the girl named Blake on Instagram she is so awesome she is just I mean she's she's us honestly she, she's is that like, why I love her I think so she's like it's like looking into a mirror like it's like uh, yeah, both she's of a us lot, wrapped a lot into of one you yeah she's a lot of me uh-huh. and she's I'm like wow I'm in love with she's, you so she's a believer and she's real and authentic and believe it or not we talk about politics we talk about Trump I say Trump more times in this episode than I have in 110 episodes <laughs> yeah um, um but it, it was, was good. It, yeah it was really good we just got to um be honest and I mean obviously that's what we do every week uh so it was really great that someone came along for the ride and is on the same page as us it's always yeah. really great to have on a guest who n- not even aligns like with what necessarily we believe in but can just keep a conversation in mm-hmm. vulnerability and she's just very easily likable love to have her on love to hang out with her <clears throat> really love to hang out with her yeah uh if you are listening to this episode blake just be our best friend i think um we'll, come we'll just over. send out a formal invite later hang out in your rv <laughs> yeah, you, <go. laughs> you can hang out in my childhood best um and so my current obsession is just generally music lately. I've just been finding really good music. Um, Alec Benjamin, he's an artist. Uh, he's younger, but really great voice. Um, and then this one song called Mamma Mia by Main Skin. Mm-hmm. It is like the darkness and the killers and 
oh, I'm just so obsessed mm, with this song. It's really fun. It has a couple bad words in it. If that bothers you guys, don't listen to it. But it doesn't different bother me. Than so. Mama Mia from ABBA. Yeah, no, 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 no. Not the same Mama Mia. It, it's, it's about not a death musical. and killing. That's so funny. Whenever it's really like good. my new favorite song is always just like some Disney song. Except for Imagine Dragons, which I do refer to. And Tech Nine. And tech, well, only the rocks in it, obviously. <laughs> and you love Tech Nine. I love Tech Nine just in general. Um, Imagine Dragons came out with a new song, and it's actually really good. They collaborated with a, like a couple other artists, and the lines are just so good. Regardless of people like Imagine Dragons music, if you listen to the words of a lot of their mm-hmm. songs, it's just so like their most recent album is um, towards like a friend that they had that died from cancer. And so the whole album is like, it's okay to not be okay. And like, these are the things people are going through. But then it's like, at one point in the song, you should listen to it. It's like the end of it. He's like screaming, but he's like singing, but you can tell it's coming from a different place. And it's just so good. I don't remember that from Radioactive. I didn't get that. Well, that's just the one hit. Um, my current obsession is the apple turnovers I made for Thanksgiving. They looked so freaking bomb. I was shocked. Yeah, they rude. Um, I actually am a really good cook. Um, I will say that. And Arturo even says that I just don't do it a lot. So, um, they took me like four hours, but they were the best thing I ever made. And they were, they actually tasted like you got them from a good bakery. They were so good. I and I want to make them again. Turnovers, like more than apple pie. I wish yeah. I got to have one. Yeah, I make want to make them again. They were, it was really time consuming to make those. Um, Did you make the dough and everything yourself? No, I use puff pastry yeah. because it's like, it really doesn't matter because that's what no. it is. <laughs> yeah. So I made it pretty much the part I made was all of like the apple filling and then I made frosting and it, it was like non-dairy but it was still super good. Well I, I watched the Great British Baking Show one of the best shows ever just finished last season so if you watched it too please let's talk about it in the winter. You're not talking to me because you know I don't like it. <clears throat> and I know that you don't watch it. It's so boring. Um, oh, Sorry. Very offensive. Um, What was I saying? Oh and they were even saying like they don't even make their own puff pastry usually even in the show they'll just use yeah and that's a lot of times even with making a cake or whatever the ingredients in a box are the same as what you're going to make from scratch a lot of times you know you can make it better of course you can make it better but like box cake mix is actually good though for the most part yeah i mean a professional cake is yeah but I think what it is is a lot of people well will be like I want to make it from scratch and if they're not a professional baker it's like you should just not a box cake better. like it's just good yeah you know yeah I don't know <clears throat> hit or miss I um, guess we'll have to have a baking tournament you really don't want to do a bake-off with me I think I could take you let's do it okay I'm down <laughs> we'll make macarons I made those for years and they're very hard to make. Well, how about we both make something we've never made before? <laughs> I'm like, you make what I'm really good yeah. at. That's I'm like, really well, hard. let's make turkey wrap. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, you would win. I'll win. Um, okay, let's get to our okay, silver yeah. lining of the week. Uh, oh, I have had a short fuse lately. Make it an actual silver lining, because lately you haven't. <laughs> no, it, I have a silver lining, but um, it's like it's the fact that I like realized it because I think it's something that parents can just get into the habit of, well, this is who I am, or 
they know they're doing it and they don't notice it in themselves and try to work on it. But it's something I know it's coming out of like being sick and, mm-hmm. being you irritable. know, being, I'm tired already and yeah, probably irritable from that. And so I'm, I've like through all of this, I this last year, especially as my kids grow up, I'm noticing how easily overstimulated I get, especially um, sound. Mm-hmm. Sound is very, very stimulating to me. It and makes so, sense because they're always making noise. Constantly. Yeah. And so I noticed if I have my AirPods in and um, the soundproofing is on, <clears throat> I'm like fine all day long. Sometimes I do that when I'm just sitting in my room. Yeah, just so it's silent. So, so it's I don't silent. I don't do that all the time like when I'm taking care of my kids. <laughs> but that's when I, I would notice... Um, like if my podcast finished and the next one didn't start or, yeah. you know, I stopped listening to music and it was still soundproofed or whatever it is. And I'm yeah. taking care of the kids. I'm like, why am I not so bothered? Because they're crying a lot and you can still hear it, of course, uh-huh. but it's not bothering me as much. So through like a really hard time, I realized like I need to work on my stimulation. I don't know how necessarily, especially I'm being touched all day long, normal parent stuff. But I need to work on, you know, talking to God. Like, can you help me realize, like, how I need to um, compartmentalize mm-hmm. better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Compartmentalizing. Is there a way for kids to have, like, quiet time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I just did. I don't know, like, what is possible with young, young with ones. Math. Yeah, because he's bear. really young. Is there a way to just be, like, no talking for the next hour or something <laughs> like that? Or no. Um, or like, can he go to his room and can you just shut the door and let him play in there? Or yeah, a lot of parents, uh, do that if, um, their kids don't nap anymore, they'll have an hour of quiet time to themselves, but luckily both the boys still nap for hours. So I do, I do get that time to myself. Um, but I also have to work on like during the day, like throughout the week, I don't like to be alone with the kids. Mm -hmm. I think it's easier hanging out with like my sister-in-laws. Yeah my mother-in-law and, and doing things or going and doing errands you know mm-hmm. but I think I need to do a better job at being at home and yeah. I notice the less I do around the house mm-hmm. and um uh the less the boys are like trying to strive for my attention um and the more I'm with them and already giving them attention the less stressed out I am Right. So not always like trying to do two things at once. So yeah. like if I'm getting ready for a podcast the next day and I'm listening to a podcast and they're trying to get my attention, the two things at one time overstimulates me massively. Yeah. So just like one thing at a time. So like yeah. bulking things better. I need to work on that. Last night it was like one in the morning and I'm like finishing a graphic while fixing the microphones oh, while watching Fast and Furious 6. I need to do better with that <laughs> stuff. Oh my gosh. And then I was like I was finishing Fast and the Furious last night. That's so crazy. Gosh, please watch all of them. They're the best. And then I was like edit I was finishing uploading the podcast too. And I was like Okay, I just need to do one and then the next one and then the next one. Which Blake was talking about. Yeah. So I'm 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 honestly very curious in what her course actually I know has me because too. I'm like that would be really beneficial for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, what's your silver lining? My silver lining is yesterday I was set free. I've been in a prison for two and a half years and I'm on parole 
from editing the podcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I had possibility of parole and it happened. <laughs> um, possibility. We, <laughs> isn't that what they say? Yeah. No, uh, possibility it's just of funny parole that you, or something. You, it, it's kind of saying like you could have been doing this for the rest of our careers. <laughs> kind of. Um, oh yeah. Well, I guess we haven't even announced it, but we officially <clears throat> hired somebody. Yay. And we're so excited. It's one of my close friends who I used to do Team Velvet and Fur with. We've talked Team about Tay before. Yeah, we've talked about Tay. She's an amazing just artist um, and creative just in general. And she's one of my best friends. Very hardworking um, individual. Yeah, just such a hard worker and just knows what I like want and what I need. And it's just because she works with me with weddings. Um, and I was kind of like, okay, we're going to take a whole month to probably train. And last week I edited it. And this week she was like, I'll just do it. I was like, okay, yeah, if you think you're ready. And it was crazy because you know me, I'm like a hard hardcore like helicopter mm. human nope. no <laughs> what? Um, but especially with the podcast and I just sat next to her and I worked on graphics and I just totally trusted her and like there were things I was like I'll take that out or take that out and she just like had it and I was like finished graphics by the time she was done editing and I'm like this is worth one million dollars wow. whatever Whatever, but is you are not right getting now. paid one million. <laughs> but she is not getting paid that much. Um, but yeah, just so excited for like the next steps, and then also putting pressure on myself at the end to be like, okay, like what now can we do to like keep growing this podcast? And yeah. now I have this extra time, so like, how can we use this? Um, but yeah, it was just it was so great, exciting. and it's fun because she's like one of my best friends too, so we have fun together. So very excited. Oh, yeah, I love that you guys are making fun of me the whole time you were editing the podcast. Um, it was just funny to be able to have somebody else that understood what I go through editing. Oh, my God. Mostly because it's funny because yeah. it's like the and this is actually this is what it, this is exactly what I told Tay about you. I said that you're very um, you th- you think about what you're going to say next so much so to the point where it takes longer. But you're not just saying what you think immediately. And that's a good thing. Oh, okay. Like, I think what's happening is your hamster is jumping on multiple wheels and it's not staying on one, but the multiple wheels are still important. So you're trying to figure out where you're going before you start going. trails. Yeah. So having a conversation with Blake, I'm in, I have 10 different topics off the top of my head. (laughs) I couldn't tell And I have to make sure they stay in line. Right. And I, and. I'm sure everyone can tell I'm jumping from one topic and I'm like, okay, I have to backtrack yeah. to this one point. I'm, I really need to look into ADHD. <laughs> no. I'm not kidding. I think that it could even come from what you were just saying, even about the boys of just practicing compartmentalizing, like trying to stay in one box, like where you are is the box that you're in before you jump to the next box. But I don't necessarily think it's wrong because, I mean, we live in a world where so many people just say exactly what they're thinking without thinking of the consequence of what they're saying next and I think that you think about what you're going to say next I think that's good yeah so it's just funny editing it because I'm like cut 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 cut, drag (laughs) drag cut cut cut, drag (laughs) um anyway so um with all of that we are super excited to welcome Blake to the show um again you can listen to her podcast at the crappy christian podcast and she's a book coming out a podcast network coming out she's doing all the things and she's oh, great. She does everything. Yeah, and she's, she's so beautiful. Oh my gosh! I just know. like looking at her, I'm like, wow, you're so beautiful. I told her right when she came I know. on, her face is up. I'm like, you're Adele. <laughs> I'm like, you're Megan Trainer. <laughs> so, um, anyway, let's get into the show. 
So in that, let's, how about you introduce yourself? (laughs) So I am Blake. I am the host of Confessions of a Crappy Christian is my podcast where we just have a lot of the conversations that the church tends to shy away from. Um, and then I, the way I have kind of structured things is, is honestly, my Instagram is just this completely separate entity. Like I think some people like their podcast and their Instagram make sense together and mine do, but also don't, um, I'm much more like rock the boat controversial over on Instagram and continue to talk about things that just generally people don't tend to talk or speak up about a lot. And sometimes that's politics and sometimes it's theology and sometimes it's world issues, Um, but I jokingly say I just get to be controversial on the internet for a living, which is my dream job. Um, and then also like teach and equip women to use whatever their natural giftings are on the internet, kind of helping them like monetize them, create an income, help them like use their gifts for the glory of God while also blessing their family. So I kind of get to wear a lot of hats, which is really fun. I have a book coming out next year. Um, so yeah. I just kind of get to, and then I'm a mom and a wife and those are my most important jobs, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think one thing you said that I think we both really relate with is you said you come onto this, you started the show to pretty much just be like, here are all of the things I'm really bad at <laughs> so that you can relate with me. Yes. And that was really interesting, especially because we will dive into this later, but I'm an Enneagram 8 too. So of course, just listening to you, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, and that's hard That's hard for an Enneagram 8 because some things are way easier to be vulnerable and some things are a lot more difficult. But I thought that was really cool because... It, it is sometimes hard to pinpoint, well, why'd you start the show? And it's like, well, because it's fun. But there's like a deeper meaning to it of like, we want people to not feel like they're alone in their struggle, you know? Exactly. And so for you, has it gotten easier as time has gone on to talk about politics or like these bigger issues? Has that gotten easier for you? Yes. So the first two years of my platform, I was staunchly, so I was a, a pre-law undergrad. So I'm heavily invested in political conversations. I've always been very, like, I've started following the news, like when Elizabeth Smart was kidnapped, which was 15 years ago, way too young. I look back and I'm like, (laughs) why did I, why was I allowed to like be very, I was nightmares, but you know. Um, So anyway, that's always been a very prominent part of my life, but I had made this like very intentional decision that I wasn't going to bring it into online. Um, I watched other people do it. A lot of the time felt like they didn't do it well. And even if they did, the vitriol that you welcome in when you talk about politics is just next level. And I just didn't want that. I didn't want my show to be a political debate, et cetera, et cetera. And then, I mean, just to be totally honest, watching the media spin the 2020 election the way that they did, like, look, I'm always very upfront. I am not a MAGA Trump forever. Like if he got on every nerd of I've got. And I thought that he was like, ugh, he was so slimy and did so many things were not great. But if you were capable of kind of peeling back that media foggy layer and looking what, at what Trump had actually accomplished as president, it was incredible the things that he did for our country. And I was watching people online contribute to that, continue to contribute to that conversation, demonizing him, but refusing to look at like what he had done for the economy, what he had done for the African-American population, what he had done for life. 
And so that was kind of my like intro in it was just trying to be like, this is like, yes, it's like this both and yes, he's, he's, he's so brass and he, I wish somebody would take his Twitter away, but also <laughs> like he's done some really great things for this country. And so that was honestly like my foray into talking politics online, even though I'd swore I never would. But it was never, honestly, it was, that part was never difficult. Like talking about politics online has never been hard because it's, it was such a big part of my life. Anyway, it was just this kind of natural progression, but there are a lot of other things that I've felt like God's called me to talk into that. Yes. Vulnerability wise have been very difficult, like mental health or friendships. And it's like the more like personal stuff. That stuff, I, a lot of the time I like post and then I'm like, <laughs> like put my phone across the room because I don't want to look at it. So mm-hmm. what kind of personal stuff is hard for you to talk about? It's still hard for me to talk about like mental health. Um, mm-hmm. It's still difficult for me to talk about the last two years have been really difficult years for like friendship and relationship. Um, and for the first year of it, it was just a matter of like licking wounds and healing. But as I began to heal, I felt like God was like, it was just one more thing that I felt like people talk about friendship a lot, but they don't talk about like the crap, like the hard and the like betrayal or having somebody walk away from you or losing people you thought you would keep forever. And so I just kind of felt like God was asking me to step into that. And it was really hard because mm. I mean, doing that well and not, you know, divulging experiences while not being gossipy. And it was just, that was really difficult. So even as an Enneagram eight who vulnerability is very difficult for us. If I've gotten to a point where I've chosen, I'm going to be vulnerable about something. I'm good. If it's something I feel like God's like, here we go. I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, can we not? Is there like mm-hmm. another option? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Ugh, the, I hate that the more I talk to the both of you, I'm like, <laughs> am I an eight? But I'm resisting the She's urge to believe that. If if I ever have a coming out party, it's um because <laughs> I'm an eight because that would be like the resistance of the century. Like I have been every number on the enneagram, and I'm pretty sure I'm a nine with an eight strong eight wing, but I have a lot of one, and you know my strengths and my weaknesses go up and down with the nine, so I'm sticking to it. Um, but what's it? What's a really interesting dichotomy between um us is like we're the opposite as far as like our podcast is concerned like anything political we if we talk about it at all it's it's a side conversation and we cut it out of the podcast Mm -hmm. and that's something that we've like decided we're like ah that's gonna like freak out like a good number of our audience also because we're not entirely a christian podcast yeah and um we think you know a lot of I mean, a lot of our beliefs are much more Christian as far as our beliefs. Um, I mean, I need to put quotes around that. We live yeah. in such a liberal area as well. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in Oregon um, that like Christians here are all over the spectrum as far as beliefs, yeah. which I think is great. And I think, you know, that is like what it is to be a believer. No one's supposed to be in a box. But um, what's interesting is like, we we are able to talk about like our friendships and like what's been hard so we had this like um we call it an eavesdrop where we're pretty much having a conversation and everyone's just listening in and I'm like 
bawling my eyes out about like these friendships that I think that I'm losing and I'm not sure like how to deal with it. And that's so real at our age, especially like when you have kids or like you've been in a long term relationship and you're like kind of settled. You're like, why are my friends not on the same page as me anymore or like why does it feel like it's harder to keep these relationships and you're it's like you're fighting tooth and nail to keep these relationships so like how do I choose whether I keep it or am I supposed to fight for this like I've never had to fight before so what has it been like for you trying to figure out your friendships like have you found like an algorithm for like this is this is how a friendship is supposed to work. Like I'm supposed to fight and I'm supposed to work on it and that's good. Or is it like, no, it's supposed to be easy. It's supposed to go this way, you know? I think it's very like down the middle of what you just said. I don't think that, I think that there are seasons that maybe need to be fought for. And I think that, I think we put everything in such a box. Like we think that, a friendship is always going to look one way or a season is always going to be one way. And we forget how cyclical life is and every part of our life is. And so, I mean, in the last two, I would say years, I've lost three people that I would like had called like best friends. One of which like we had matching tattoos, like oh, best I'm friends, so sorry. people that like, I not only like don't speak to, but like, I'm still sometimes having to like remember to forgive them and like move on and and not carry that stuff. And so, you know, all very different situations, all very different breakdowns. Um, but all of them, if I'm being honest, retrospectively, I fought too hard for. Mm. Oh, Blake. Mm -hmm. Oh, Blake. You're (laughs) preaching to the choir. (laughs) Which is, again, like, I love that y'all love the Enneagram because I love the Enneagram. Is very Enneagram 8. Like, once you're in, you're in, and we are loyal to a fault. And, I mean, I, my husband, yeah, like, and my husband, you know, is, my husband's a one with a very strong nine wing. And so, one of them, it got to a point where he was the one that was like, I can't watch you do this anymore. Like, I can't watch you continue to just get beaten over the head. Every time I left this person's presence, I was like crying and feeling like crap about myself. He was like, I can't. And he's someone who has in the past, like rallied for me to, you know, stick with it and try to work through things. Like, I can't watch you do this anymore. You know? So I don't know. I think that it's so dependent on the situations and different scenarios but looking back I would say all all three of those I think retrospectively I wouldn't have fought as hard as I did Mm -hmm. yeah it's so it's it's crazy because I don't know if it's the same for you but like I can be a bulldog and say what I'm thinking or like go at it with someone but then if I feel like I hurt them I'm like this whimpering puppy dog Mm -hmm. coming back being like I'm so so sorry like I didn't mean to hurt you like I just like to argue (laughs) you know and that can be so hard especially because you know what they say friendship for a reason season or a lifetime Mm. and I think for me it's like every friendship is for a lifetime like there is not an 
in between because if I'm investing in you and I'm telling you my deepest darkest darkest secrets you you better freaking stick around or you betrayed me you know and that obviously is so much pressure too and it can just be so challenging especially because when I look back at certain friendships I'm like dude I messed that up like I shouldn't have said that and even if you go and apologize and even if you go and are like hey I was wrong it still doesn't fix that gnawing in the back of your head of just like gosh I I really regret the way that I did that you know and so I mean you're saying you lost three really really good friends and I get that so how do you move on from those feelings of maybe regret or guilt or shame or whatever it could be for you it has been a process with lots therapy and lots of praying. I mean, there was a season where I was literally like, I no new friends. Like I am the common denominator here. I am obviously the problem, even if I can't see it. So I'm just gonna, like, I have the same two best friends I've had since I was 12 and they are like friends for what is it? What did you say? A lifetime uh, season reason. And lifetime. Lifetime. They are my like, yeah. lifetimers. Like we have gotten married we've birthed babies like we've been friends since we were in junior high they're stuck with me forever but I was like I'm just gonna have Jana and Chelsea and I'm not gonna have any new friends and I'm gonna stiff arm anybody that tries to get close to me because I'm tired of getting hurt I must be the common denominator you know and so like obviously you don't stay there forever and like but I also think we're so bad at letting ourselves just feel what we need to feel like in that season I needed to feel like I'm done and rather than being like no I can't do that I was just like I'm done. Yeah. And then I, because mm-hmm. I let myself feel that I came out of it like an adult, you know, and, <laughs> and like moved on to like grieving, like letting myself like look back and see what had happened and what had unfolded. And there's actually a whole chapter in my book and like people get a little sideways. I've talked about this a couple of times because there's really no way to say this without it sounding like I think more of myself than I do, but <clears throat> I can look back and see that I lost all three of those friendships due to my success. Mm. to starting a podcast that's been very successful and my Instagram taking off and financial success. And the crazy thing is the reason I wrote a chapter about it in my book is the first time I ever mentioned that online, my DMs blew up and people were like, I thought it was the only one that had ever experienced this. And I'm like, we aren't the first ones, David and Saul. Like the reason Saul ended up trying to kill David is because of his success, because his success eclipsed souls. And so this is not like a new, this isn't a new concept, Mm -hmm. but nobody talks about it because we don't want to feel like we're bragging. Like, look how successful I am. Nobody wants to be friends with me, but not really. Oh, like I hate saying it out loud, but now like through enough therapy and like working through it, were there things that I contributed hundred percent, but I can honestly look back and say that I own them. I apologized for them. I changed behavior you know, if we can't bear one another's burdens and one another's humanity, then like we're never going to be, we're never going to be in close relationship. You know what? I know that's true because this happened to one of my friends. Um, uh, She's been on the podcast before and she's like crazy successful now. She started her own um, business. I guess I won't go into detail about who she is. Um, <laughs> this is her name. Because some lives. of her friends probably listen to this podcast. Um, but she 
when she became successful, this is my theory, and, and this is what me and her have talked about, is she came into her own when she became successful. She knew who she was. 100%. She wasn't going to bow down to anyone. And she had a group of friends who were like, you act this way, you be this way, and that's how you're in. And they're like, why do you change like the way that you act and the way that you look? And like you're different from us now. And she's like, I am who I am. Like, why are you not happy for me? And these are all believing people. And it's really sad because I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm so proud of you for becoming who you are and for knowing who you are and whether you think differently from me now on on several different topics. It doesn't matter because you're still my friend regardless. And Mm -hmm. I'm able to look past the way the Mm -hmm. fact that you think differently about me or that you you dress differently, like although like your exterior and and even like your um. like some of your interior Mm -hmm. as far as like your beliefs you know I take that back I don't even think the interior has changed I think it's the fact that people are coming into their own right Mm -hmm. yes they have the confidence they're like well what who I don't need anyone who's not going to accept me for who I am like screw all of you if you're not going to take it did she I mean for me it was like did I did I not feel safe to be who I really was before that you didn't You You didn't. And so once like that's for anybody, once you step into your giftings and you're really like you're doing what God like created you to do, that's not like being proud. Confidence confidence isn't a sin. Like humility isn't sitting down and acting like you're the scum of the earth. Humility is knowing that you are gifted, that you were created uniquely, but also knowing that that's like for a higher reason. Like I know that God equipped me as a speaker, as a debater, as a researcher, as a communicator, so that I could bring people into the kingdom of God. But, you know, I don't think that I do all of those things well, because like, look at me, I'm the stuff, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I had a very similar encounter. Like I, I mean, I feel like I've mentioned therapy so many times. I've been in therapy my whole life. So I just like talk about it very openly at this point. But like, there was a point where we had like three pieces of paper for the three situations that had happened. And I was able to look back and see me and this person learned to lean on one another about this issue. And when I learned to stand on my own two feet about this issue, the friendship fell out. Be it money, be it fame or like success or notoriety, be it having friends, like whatever it was, we both were in a valley. And I wrote about that not that long ago that like, if your season changes and your friend is going to fault you for that, that's a red flag. And I have another theory. I have a theory that those people, um, ruin their own success because Mm. they will not um they will not do well with other people being successful around them and therefore like they're losing connections which you know that's not how I think about my friendships but like why would I not want to be friends with my like powerful friend and someone who's confident in themselves and even like knows the Lord way more now that they know themselves right that's foolish. That's absolutely foolish. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and I mean, a lot of it comes down to just fear, I think, in comparison. Imagine Dragons just came out with this new song and they say um, they said, tell you you're the greatest. But once you turn, they hate us. Mm-hmm. And that's just so interesting because I've had friends where I'm like in their presence and it's like 
I feel like they hate me because they want what I have, even though I feel like I'm like, I live in a 300 square foot childhood bedroom. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you wanting? You know, and there have been times where Arturo, my boyfriend, will be like, hey, she was like talking about you when you went to the bathroom to me like saying stuff idiot. like like a I best mean, friend so I know where I'm like you know and he's like the nicest and he's like I just kind of sat there and it was stuff that had to do with like she didn't do that on her own did she like you helped her right like trying to do like this whole thing and to me I was like I love you exactly how you are and I would love to hear your thoughts and if you're upset or you want to know something about my life like let's talk about it but it, I think it gets to the point especially for women like we talk about this a lot like a natural pecking order where somebody is always going to try to be at the top and some people can't handle that which is just it's so silly because then for us you know we're like look at our life like there's nothing to be jealous of you know like we just work really hard or yeah. whatever it is um but it's it is just really sad it's sad when you lose that because you want to hold on so tight but then eventually you have to be like or you want to take them with you like a hundred percent that's been my thing in the past is like come on like I make a habit of like sharing my platform with people that I believe in and like making time to like go on other shows and you know like this isn't you know the whole like the table grows there is I don't believe in scarcity I don't believe in a saturated market and so like there were a few of these where I was like I would have taken you with me I want to take you with me Mm -hmm. like you felt like you were just saying like you self-sabotage your own success Mm-hmm. For the sake of not wanting to watch someone else have what you think you want, what you yes. think you want, mm-hmm. because let me tell you, like, I'm not even really like a big, like, I mean, I have like cumulatively like 80,000 followers and the podcast does well. And sometimes it sucks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. being an Instagram person sucks. So like, yeah. are you even sure this is what you want? You know? So I just think it's very, I think you use the word fear. And I think that that has a lot to do with it, whether it's fear of failure or fear of success or fear of not feeling good enough or not feeling like you measure up. I think that, yeah. So, I mean, I wish that I could be like, friendship is easy and it's supposed to be easy, but it's not because nothing's easy. Like, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you have to realize like there is a higher purpose and a higher calling because it's so easy, you know, whatever your parents say, it's so easy to pull someone down as opposed to them pulling you up. And I mean, I've even had non-Christian friends, friendships in my adult life where they straight up look at me and they're like, you don't drink, you don't have sex because I'm abstinent until I'm married or until I get married. And they are like, I can't be friends with you. I don't know what to talk to you about. And like to my face. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry that that's what's so important to you because I don't care that you're doing that stuff. But I guess if that is what outweighs what our friendship is, yeah, then I have to just go, I'm sorry if I've hurt you. I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. And those things are really challenging because as Christians, we are going to naturally alienate people if we want to stand up for what we believe in, especially in business, you know, and that's I don't think that'll ever be easy. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I've wondered that. And so like watching you, like how do you so confidently like talk about politics and the things that you are open about like Lisa really wants to talk about politics (laughs) I don't not necessarily and so I'm not even asking for us to go down that rabbit hole but um like watching you just be so open and free like what I'm so afraid of is like alienating people actually any I'm yeah I'm afraid of like 
hurting anyone's feelings. That sounds so stupid now that I realize it. But I'm like, I feel well, it like sounds stupid. Well, what? We're, okay, we're in you. a transition period kind of with the podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. where we are right in the middle of Christian and lifestyle. Yeah. And so we're at a spot where we go, well, we talk about religion, but when we talk about politics, I'm I'm more afraid that we're going to make the people that we want to listen and feel welcome feel like they're being like we're hurting them mm-hmm. because of what we believe. Mm-hmm. So for you, how do you get to that spot in your head yeah. of not alienating those people saying, hey, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. But this is what I believe is the truth and like what the gospel says. I think there's a couple of things there. I actually don't talk about what I believe a whole lot. If you actually uh-huh. watch my political commentary, it's commentary. It's what's happening. Here are the, f- I stick very closely to the facts when it was mm-hmm. election, when it was COVID, when it was vaccines. Now I try to, and that's not to say that I don't interject beliefs and like my own personal opinions because I do but I try to if I'm gonna go with an opinion piece I try to preface it like this is my opinion there is Mm -hmm. one opinion that I am ever going to be willing to be like you're wrong and I'm right and that's Jesus that is like for me that's the only thing that I'm willing to like I will go toe-to-toe with you all day you're wrong Mm -hmm. Jesus is the only way And like, I'm not sorry about that, like, because I think that a lot of more like the progressive side of Christianity waters that down. And like, we're not getting people to the foot of the cross with maybes and multiple paths Mm -hmm. and like vagueness. So for me, if that is like my foundation, that's the only thing that I am willing to like throw down with you about. And then prefacing opinions with that, this is my opinion. And I don't think I hold the corner market, really trying to stick to facts. And I think one of the things that's really worked in my benefit is leaving the door open for people to disagree. Now I have like very hard lines. You will not call me names. You will not curse at me. You will not threaten me or my family. You will get blocked so fast. I won't even think about it twice. But I get to have a lot of really interesting conversations in comments and in DMs with people who disagree with like sometimes just with the facts that are being presented. And I think that that has helped me stay open, has helped me stay above the fray of like thinking that I can like I'm like hurting anybody or that I'm alienating anybody when like truly the highest compliment I get is when somebody DMs and they're like, I disagree with you, but I love following you and listening to your commentary. Like, that's it. Like, that's everything because like, that's really the space that I'm trying to create. And do I always do it right? No, like I've absolutely gotten too passionate or too emotionally invested and like said things I didn't mean to say, but those are kind of my like groundwork rules. And like my big one before I even started was like, I have people in my life that if I get too big for my britches, like if I start acting like I am the, like, I know what I'm talking about. Nobody else does. Like I have people in my life that will check me so fast and so hard. And that keeps me humble. Like that keeps me knowing you have accountability, like keeps you where you're supposed, you know, like within your lane. Yeah. So it, it is very like, it is very difficult to, it's a hard world to be in. It's a hard thing to talk about. I watch a lot of people do it like not well. Um, but I think having some like foundational, like structural, I will do this. I won't do this is helpful. And I also think, I don't know, this is potentially unpopular, but like Jesus hurt people's feelings all the time with the truth. Oh, 100%. oh totally. You know what I, I mean? love hurting people's so, feelings. Uh, 
Did you know by subscribing to our podcast, you will get immediate access to our episodes every Tuesday? It'll give you a notification so you don't even have to think about it. You can turn on these notifications on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. While you are at it, rating and reviewing the show takes less than a few seconds. It bumps us up on iTunes and gives us a shot to grow our community. It means the world and we read every single review. If you're listening to the show and you love hearing our voices every single week, we would love to hear what you think. Whether it's your favorite episode, what you want to hear from us, or maybe some stuff we need to work on. We are super open to it and we would just love to hear what you guys have to say. And while you're at it, DM us, hang out with us on Instagram and join our secret Facebook group, the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders. We love to talk to you guys. We love to hear your thoughts. And honestly, we love to see it when you share our episodes. Thanks so much and let's get back to the show. I, I I know I'm in this like really weird so okay I'm gonna step back something that you just helped me realize is uh, um, one of the things that you love is when people tell you like I disagree with you but I love you and I, I love like your your heart <clears throat> and when we have had people um, be like hey I disagree with you say the same thing I'm like but you don't believe what I believe in and mm-hmm. what I noticed just now is I'm okay with being wrong and I'm very open with like changing my I'm very I'm like if I am shown different facts yeah. as far as what I believe in I will change my mind not like at the drop of a hat though which I'm now realizing um so you're an eight welcome so- <laughs> to the club <laughs> um but I'm like oh but that was my opinion and mm-hmm. I really need to let go of that a little bit more and so yeah. I really appreciate that about you that um you know like you believe what you believe in and if other people disagree with you that's totally okay and I think one thing that can be really hard is like but I love Jesus and I feel like the ways that I the opinions I have are showing the way of Jesus so it's hard to let go of those things and be like okay no if if that person is right then that is the way of Jesus and that is okay so you need to let go of your own um like structure Mm mm-hmm because that's not Jesus' structure. That's not God's structure. No. That's your own structure that you've made. There are very few things that we get to actually know what Jesus' structure is. Like, I do wholeheartedly believe that his design for marriage is a man and a woman. But we live in a fallen world that's, like, full of sin. So that's why I hold the very unpopular belief that I think that homosexual couples should be able to get married. Because marriage is a political institution. It's not a religious institution anymore. If we're saying gay people can't get married, then nobody that's not a Christian should be able to get married. If we're holding people to this like Christian standard, you know, hundred percent, it's just being willing to pull yourself out of, I think, I think dual party affiliations has done us so much damage. And I think, don't get us started. Willing to pull yourself out (sighs) of being affiliated with one party or the other and being willing to say like, do you know what you believe because it's what you believe or do you believe what you believe because it's what your parents believed or what your party tells you you should believe? I think that just as much as like part of the problem is Christians don't know their Bibles. I think part of the problem is that people in general don't know what they believe outside of what they've been told. Oh my gosh. Everything is just bubbling up with it. I know. Because here is the, here is the (laughs) thing. Okay. 
first of all, I'm just neither. Like, you shouldn't be like, I'm Olivia and I'm a Republican. Like, I don't even know why that's an identifying factor in anything. And what I will say is if you're freaking, okay, buckle up, everyone. If you're freaking waving a Trump flag outside your house, you better be waving a Jesus flag, too, mm-hmm. because the everybody is so on either side. Mm-hmm. It's like if you are on either end of the spectrum, what do I believe? I follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. I follow the gospel. I don't follow yeah, Trump or Biden. Why is that? That is people's identity. And, and I agree. That I think is it is problem. people's identity. But at the same time, I think it can, the water can get very muddy that we don't let people be passionate about things that they want to be passionate. True. About. True. So it's this like it's this it's this sliding scale. Do I think that there are people who have made Biden, Harris or Trump, Pence or whatever their identity? Hundred percent. Yeah. But or do they just did they did they very much benefit from the things that Trump did for America uh-huh. and want to support that? Like, you know, yeah. like it's just no, 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 that's a good that's a good point of view. And I think it's it's listening and asking questions because the people that I talk to where I'm like, listen, I'm on the total other end of the spectrum. But like, can you explain that? Yeah, because it's it's always the anger. And that's that is the line, every- though. Nobody's yes. going to say, can you explain? Help me understand, not in a condescending way. Help me understand. Can you explain? Yeah. Yeah. No one does that. Nobody does that on either side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the unfortunate totally. thing is, is that even if that question does get asked so often, p- people can't answer it. Yeah, because they don't know. Vote, why'd you vote for Biden? Orange man bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why'd you vote yeah. for Trump? Because he's a Republican. Yeah. Like, or his, my, my parents did. Right. So yeah. even if the question was being asked, could we answer it? Mm -hmm. And I think we need to understand that it gives us an opportunity to think because we just posted a reel that was like a complete satire of us making fun of what people say Christians are. Mm -hmm. And it was the first reel we ever did. And it went very viral and it made people very upset. But the questions people asked made me start to think Mm -hmm. like, what do you think about predestination? And I'm like, that's like a really big question for this comment. But that's a really good question. That's like a really good question. Or like, why does God give kids cancer? And I'm like, so these questions are coming from wherever you've been hurt. And actually, this is going to test me to make me figure out how well I know the gospel and how well I know how I can answer what I truly believe in. Because there's a lot of times where people ask me things and I'll be like, I should know that and I don't. And that thank you for asking so I can go research that, you know. Yeah. But anyway, wow. I could tell you were getting so worked out because you could I barely was. breathe. I know every, because every I, I just I I love the freedom and just being able. I think everyone should be able to talk about what they think as long as people are listening to each other because yeah. that's that we're humans. We're free. We should be able to do that. Yeah. What's so frustrating is so I, I bet that if people really looked introspectively, they would be like, wow, I'm so much more in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you are if you like mathematically put like every person's a dot and there's you know a spectrum a line so less people would be out here than there there is now Mm -hmm. they would be in the middle and there would be more parties and then these this these would be the actual like communism and marxism or whatever (laughs) are are the different spectrums and um yeah so it's crazy I was actually just listening to a Joe Rogan podcast about how um other countries like Russia and China um they take like the the cold war type um 
uh, oh my gosh, I'm so bad with words. They're kind of <laughs> doing the whole Cold War thing right now is wa- rather than actually like going to war with oh, yeah. us with like nuclear missiles and all that. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to separate our country mm-hmm. by bringing in trolls and trying to make media separate each other. And I'm like, oh my gosh, all the more we have to remember what Jesus says, like, um, was it Paul writing to Corinth saying, like, don't be dividing each other? Mm-hmm. Um, that could be totally wrong. No. Yeah. <clears throat> but like us as churches, like we, we need to remember, like we're the church. Like we shouldn't be dividing amongst the same these team. things. And that's how I'm supposed to show my non-Christian friends like, hey, I love you no matter what you believe. I really wish that you or I really hope that you can give me that same respect in return and that we can have actual conversations, which I'm so thankful and lucky that my friends have had open conversations throughout elections and I'm debating with my own beliefs Mm -hmm. and I have no idea I'm like oh my gosh I just have to be honest I don't know how I feel about this anymore they're like well let me show you my side and why I believe what I believe and you can take that and if that works for you or you make it and shift it into what you believe that's okay that's how we should be having conversations right now and it's just so divided and And so, like, how with you and your listeners, like, how have they responded? Like, how do you find your audience? How do you think that because you shifted from not talking that much about politics into it, Mm -hmm. um, how have you found an audience that, like, respects you through that? Is it just, like, you had to block so many people? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, my block list is long. (laughs) Really? So I started in 2018 with, I didn't, I had like 998 followers in December of 2018. Grew to like 10 by the end of 19. And then when I started talking politics is when things kind of blew up um, for, for the Instagram side of it. The podcast was kind of on its own, like pretty steady trajectory of doing well. Um, people are desperate for honest conversations about this stuff. They're desperate for, they're desperate to get their news from somebody that other than mainstream media, they're desperate to not just feel like their beliefs are being like repeated back to them, but just to be reminded that they're not alone and like looking around at the world and going like, this is what is happening. Like, is this really what they're making us believe it is? And so, I mean, I've kind of like, I y'all talked about a real gone viral. I've gone viral a couple of times. I hate, I hate going viral. I hate it so much. Um, I've gone viral like four times and it's, I hate it's it. Scary. It's scary. I hate it. It's because yeah. it brings in the worst people. It does. Yeah, like, like they don't people. know who you are in your heart and they just say these ex- awful things to you. Right. Like you may, yeah, you'll probably see an influx of followers, but you're also going to see an influx of really hateful like DMs and comments and stuff. Um, but so really, I feel like my audience has found me. I don't feel like I've found them. I feel like I have continually like just stepped into faithfulness and obedience and talked about things that I felt like God was calling me to talk about. And the the people have found me Uh, and Mm. I don't claim to be like a neutral. I don't claim to be a moderate. Like I am definitely more conservative leaning Mm. in my beliefs, but I just try to like present the facts. And I think that's what people are looking for. Hi, Shakers. Have you been really wanting to talk about 
this podcast and you don't know anyone else who listens, honestly, shame on everyone around you, but you're in luck because if you join our super secret Facebook group, you'll actually get to talk to other shakers and talk about like-minded things like chugginess and hotter knots. That's also where you can maybe chat with us personally or get advice from other people. Um, Also, don't forget to share this episode with someone you think needs to hear it or take a screenshot and share it on your story. It really helps us. Now, let's get back to it. Uh, How I knew I really wanted you on the podcast is when I tried following you. Has anyone told you when they try following you this pop-up? I'm going to read it. Um, Are you sure you want to follow the girl named Blake? This account has repeatedly posted false information that was reviewed by independent fact checkers or went against our community guidelines. Follow? I did not know. I'm like, hell yeah, want to follow her? (laughs) I did not know that that was a thing that Instagram did. It's a bad one Me neither. I had no idea. I love that. I posted a reel like with a picture of it and it's that like TikTok audio that's like, somebody drinking a drink and they're like it's like a reward yeah <laughs> <laughs> like for real, oh i want one of those gosh. so In- many people have said that so many people have been like this just makes me want to follow you more and i'm like i think this is backfiring instagram like i don't think this is doing what you thought it would do because everybody yeah. is wary of these independent fact trackers so they're like oh the independent tra- fact trackers don't like her i like her well that's the unbelievable thing is uh, it was the other week when you're like, hey, I'm going to try out this algorithm thing. Like no one's been able to find your name. I could freaking not believe that, that people were typing in your literal name and nothing pops up. And then you post all of these stickers about Biden and COVID and all this stuff. You for days, first yeah. person in line. Yeah. I could not believe that. And I love that today you did it again. I'm like, that is hilarious. I just do it no wonder I found you while. so fast. Like, I just throw them up there every once in a while because I'll see, like, my numbers were pretty consistently in the, like, 15 to 17,000 story views range. And they had dropped down to less than five. If it got up to 5,000 views, it was, Whoa. like, a good day. And I'd seen somebody say that you let your stories expire and then you post all the stickers and, like, I love Joe Biden. and I mean, my story views were at like 30K when that happened. It was Gosh, so do we stupid. need to do that. And I was like, <laughs> well, you and it's tell me that censorship doesn't exist. Like you just can't. Yeah. And and what I realized is during COVID, I mean, the stories I saw the most was like, oh, I got the vaccine or like I just voted yeah. and it has like a, a Biden Harris sticker. But I didn't see anything about Trump or right. anything like that. Still don't. I yeah. still don't. And I'm sure people post about it. Right. Yeah. Wow. Um, I can't believe it's already like literally almost 1130. So I want to trans transition just once. I kind of want to go into like your business side a little bit. And one thing that you said that was really interesting to me, because it's something that I practice and I tell a lot of people is not doing anything mindlessly. And you said as an eight, you feel like that's your strength. And, um, I think that's the same for me. Like I have a no scroll policy. Like when I go on, I do it for work. And if I find myself scrolling, I'm usually on some like hot girls page and I'm feeling really bad about myself. Right. 
And so I'm so like, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm on Lisa's page. Um, so what, like for people that really, cause I talk to so many people that are like, I want to start a business, but like, I don't want social media. And I'm like, listen, mm. you got to have social media. Really sorry. You're going to have to do things you don't want to do. Um, but do you, ha- did you have any helpful tips? Like, w- did you practice not doing things mindlessly or did it come more naturally to you? And like, what advice would you have for someone that's like, I have such a hard time. And give me an example of that too. I like, I have pretty great time management skills just naturally. I think it's very much an Enneagram eight thing. I'm, I mean, one of my best friends is in this world. Like she's a influencer and a writer and a podcaster and I'll tell her something that I'm launching. And she's like, how, how are you mm-hmm. launching something out? Like, how do you do all the things? And I'm like, well, first of all, remember that I have a team of four that works for me. That makes it way easier to turn things out. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Like I will absolutely spend an hour scrolling TikTok, just letting my brain rest. Like my husband will walk in and be like, oh, oh yeah. Are you like, are you hibernating? And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> TikTok doesn't count by that the way. Count. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, I not, this is not like in a like self-pitching way, but like, I mean, I, I created a course that's called run your race that literally just teaches people how to take, however they feel like they're gifted, whether that's writing, podcasting, running a small business, creating a product, take it kind of like all the way to being Mm. something that they can monetize. And I teach them like time management skills and productivity and like how multitasking makes you 40% less productive than if you're like batching and tasking and, um, because my heart really is for, it sounds weird when I say, but like my heart is for women to like make money, like yeah, to be able to make money with a baby on their hip and feel mm-hmm. like they're using their gifts and helping the world. I love and that. so whatever that looks like, you know, I even like, I personally don't have a problem with if you're like in a multi-level marketing network, just do it well. Like, don't be gross. Don't send like (laughs) cold, Hey girl DMS, like here's some way to do this. Well. Um, and so I think that, but I think that what it boils down to is your like, why are you doing it? And we talk about that a ton in the course. There's like a whole module. That's like, who gets the glory? Like, what's the point of this is the point of this to make your name great. Or is it to further the kingdom and bless your family? those are two very different motives. And I can tell you from experience that the people that are out to like get their name out there, a lot of them, like at least in the world that I've lived in, like they don't make it because people can see that. Like people can smell inauthenticity a mile away, you know, and the people that I've gotten to watch over the last few years, like blow up and do really well are the ones that are just passionate and care and care about people and are just trying to show up authentically and it works. Yeah. Is that a course um, like for Christians? Like, or can anyone take it? No, anybody can it for take it. I definitely talk about, um, you know, now that I think about it, I mean, Jesus is weaved into like everything that I do. And so there's absolutely Christian themes, but I've had a lot of like non-Christian business owners take it. And I've gone back and asked them, did you feel like it was because it's, that's such a like give and take, right? Like, I don't want anything I do to not be touched by the name of Christ, but then I also want everybody like 
who wants to take a Christian business course that just tells them to trust God? Like, <laughs> so it's kind of like yeah. a, is it a 10 step program or 14 AA, you yeah. know, how it has like, you know, you know, it's built off step, of 12 step right in between. <laughs> like just that. divide. Yeah. Um, and so like you get, it's like, you know, it started by believers, but like you take it and use it for yeah. like what you want. I really love that. I would actually, I think that would be cool to look into for ourselves. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and Oh, frick, I'm so bad. I always forget things. (laughs) Oh, but I love, oh my gosh, this is something that we harp on all the time is like what American society has done for mothers is so hurtful saying mothers have to stay at home. Like that's a choice if you get to and if you want to. Like I, I get to, but I don't want to. And that's not how I'm structured. Like that's not in my genealogy. That is not like the passion that the Lord has given me. And that's something that's been really hard for me to fight against mm-hmm. because I feel like my parents tried to make, give me a life and my husband's even tried to give me a life that I get to stay at home and um, just like take care of my children. And I had to be like, I actually want to like pursue business things yeah. and follow my dreams. And so it's hard like to be open to actually doing that. And so I love that you're encouraging women to like figure out what they love and do it while you have kids. It doesn't stop there. Like don't stop traveling once you have kids. Don't stop doing anything. That's where I like get the most excited because I'm like, I get to bring you on this journey with me. So how is that with kids? Right. Well, I want, so I have two girls. They're um, four and a half and seven. And I also in the same breath, one of my really close friends stays home and homeschools and she's incredible and she's an incredible that's a job it is and she's an incredible model for her children and I think that we just have to stop like looking like who is it that says is it um oh Amy that was on uh Parks and Rec crap oh Amy Poehler Amy Poehler she says good for mm-hmm. her not for me yeah. Uh-huh. Can mm-hmm. we just more of us have that attitude? Like good for her, not for me. For me, yeah. I love that I'm raising my girls to see that like, and we've talked about this publicly. So this isn't weird. Like that I make more money than their dad. And yeah. that I get to talk. Mommy's to- a badass. Yeah. Like I love <laughs> that I'm getting to like raise my girls to see mommy do that while also like I pick the most up most days and drop them off most days and get to go to soccer games. And yeah, I miss things here and there because I do have a real job that requires my real time Mm -hmm. but I just love that I'm like showing them and showing other women having kids I got I had kids really young like I got married when I was 23 and I was pregnant by the time I was 24 like that didn't that wasn't the death of my career it was the beginning of Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. wow that's really that's a big inspiration for me I don't know if I will have kids but I know that like people like you in this industry is where I'm like okay you can do it yeah, like with time management like, and routines be a part of their lives because the other end of that extreme is like the girl yeah. boss the woman that like a nanny is raising her children oh, while totally. she talks to her phone and I'm not I don't say that in a judgmental way but like yeah. being a mom is more important to me than being an influencer or being an author <laughs> yeah you know and I think yeah that, like it's possible to find some semblance of success prioritizing your family and still like working hard with what you've got. It's all about balance. Yeah. Just yeah. with everything, everything we've talked about. Um, we always like to ask our guests what their silver lining is. Yeah. So just something good that came from something bad or challenging. Is there anything that comes to mind? Hmm. I've, so I'm in the 
process of editing like the final <clears throat> version of my manuscript and one of the chapters I talk about like when no got like when the worst no's are actually God's best yeses and like give a couple of examples where like and I'm sure you'll understand this like my personality type being told no like I hate that <laughs> because uh-huh. I don't feel like I ask a lot of very ridiculous things so if I'm asking <laughs> like there's a good reason and yeah. I mean nobody enjoys hearing no but I really hate hearing no there have been two really big no's in the last year that just like 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 sucked and they were both like kind of business related and um one of them was this really big podcast network interviewed me to like potentially bring me on to their network and then I kind of like just didn't hear from them and it was very like embarrassing because I'd like told people that I had this interview and all this kind of stuff and when does this episode come out um, in like a couple of weeks. Okay, cool. By the time it comes yeah. out, that like we're starting our own podcast network. We actually like announce it. Uh, oh my gosh! Friday. Congratulations. So like, if I had, if wow. that had been a yes, mm. then this would have been a no, and this is so much That's better amazing. for us. You know, oh, that makes me want to cry. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> That's so incredible. Yeah, like yeah. really exciting. Yeah, that's that is so cool. an amazing silver lining. I think that's my favorite silver lining yeah. that we've ever had. <laughs> we we've totally get that. We've had a lot of really big no's, especially in the process of building this podcast. Yeah. And then just being like, just totally feeling God yeah. saying like, not yet. Like, not yet. It'll this come. Isn't it. Like, this isn't it. This isn't and it. that's hard. The it not is. yet's are hard. It yeah. is. But I mean, I mean, this is like a big, like household name network, like big deal and at the time you're like, well, why would that not be a mean? yes? Like why, God, yeah. why would that not be a yes? It would have been huge for the show. That would have been huge for me. And then he's like, I mean, for me, like in, as an eight owner, Shane, that's like, I don't, I don't need to be under anybody else. Like, I, I <laughs> you know what? Screw you. Like, it's because I'm better than you, that. isn't it? I'm used to being the problem child. You, so the yeah. network name is like misfit media. So it's for the people that don't, feel like they fit you know so mm-hmm. love that yeah that's amazing congrats well uh where can everybody find you listen to your podcast your book you're coming yeah. out with a book yeah, yeah so the book uh will release with Tyndale in the fall of 22 I still don't have like an actual release date and then I'm on Instagram the girl named Blake is my Instagram if you can find me <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can now yeah. uh and then yeah you can listen to my podcast wherever you're listening to this it's confessions of crappy Christian awesome. thank you so much thank you so Blake. much this was it's so fun thank you all so much <laughs> great all right shakers thank you so much for listening I mean we obviously went everywhere in this episode including politics I mean I was literally telling Lisa we talk more about politics in this episode than I think we uh, have ever combined in all of our episodes but I think it was really fun and Blake just really taught us that we can talk about our opinions and we can hear other people's sides and I think she just does such a good job at that Um, and yeah we just really connected with her and we are just so excited for her and her new podcast network and everything like that and we really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode if you want to hear more from Blake you can go wherever you listen to your podcast and it's crappy Christian podcast Um, that is of course in the show notes below and then you can also follow the girl named Blake on Instagram obviously you'll get some spicy content and some just really fun opinions news 
all of the things. Um, again, we really loved Blake and we hope you guys did too. Um, if you haven't yet, you can follow us at the Salt and Pepper Podcast on Instagram and you can follow us personally at Olivia Crin and at It's Lisa Brosser. Um, and then you can also join our secret Facebook group, the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders, and you can find all of that in the show notes below. I think that's it. So we will shake it up with you guys next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the saltandpepperpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.